On today's Blue Bay Insights podcast, we welcome back Mark Kemp, Institutional Portfolio Manager, to talk on the topic of leveraged loans. Hi, Mark. Hi, good morning, Anna. We've heard a lot about precipitous falls in high-yield bonds and a commensurate spread widening over the past couple of weeks. How have leveraged loans fared? So absolutely, a lot has obviously been said about high-yield bonds over the past few weeks. I think as we've mentioned previously, that the size and magnitude of the moves there in the high-yield bond market both on the way down and, and you know over the past few days on the way up as well as we've experienced a, you know quite a few meaningful pockets of strength you know those moves have obviously been without precedent i would say the modern market does tend to be quite visible you know there are etfs they're easily accessible funds it's a little easier to view the moves in the high yield bond market real time loans on the other hand they tend to be a little bit more opaque but probably a little little uh, less observable on a real time basis uh, but you know, I think it, it goes without saying, declines there have been very aggressive as well. I think if we were to try and put that you know, into context, the average price of a, a leverage loan in Europe was pretty steady prior to this. You know, if you sort of think back the four months prior to February, the average price really had uh, been very steady around about 100. You know, if you fast forward to today, the average price has moved down into the mid 80s, actually troughed in the mid 70s last week. So. You know, a fall certainly in today's prices uh, of around about 15 points over the course of the last month. You know, if we were to put that into index returns, well, European loans have returned about minus 15% over the course of March. US loans are down just a little under 13% over the same time frame. The magnitude of moves is really very large and essentially on par with what we've seen in high-yield bond markets on both sides of the Atlantic. That's pretty unusual, isn't it, Mark? You know, if anything, European loans have actually underperformed high-yield bonds this month. Um, you know, and, and absolutely, it's extremely unusual given what we've come to expect of the leveraged loan market you know, in, in past periods of volatility and sell-offs. And, you know, traditionally, they offer a more defensive profile, almost a, a, a place to shelter and avoid the volatility. You know, if you think back to the most recent example that we had of, of market volatility and a market sell-off, so back in 2018, European loans managers still record a very small positive, but a positive gain nonetheless during that year, you know, about 1% or so. You know, if you compare that to high-yield bonds in Europe, well, they were off 3.5%. So this time around, it really is different. And, you know, I think that's true both here and in the U.S., so why then do you think loans actually lagged over the past month? Well, I think it's a combination of things. Firstly, as we know, repricing of assets has been pretty much indiscriminate over the past few weeks. I think specifically, however, you know, and it's something we've discussed for a little while now, you know, loans have in reality become a lot more bond-like in nature. You know, so a performance from the loan market, more similar or more akin to, to that of the bond market, is very much reflective of a few things, you know, the diluted levels of seniority that, that loans now have, you know, and I think very specifically that the lower levels of covenant protection that we've become very used to in the loan market. I think importantly as well that the composition of the investor base is, is, is another very important factor. In Europe, we're heavily skewed towards the CLO community, you know, and such there's been something of a negative feedback loop where you know, fallen loan assets create stress in the structured credit market. And that, in turn, creates further pressure on the underlying loans. CLO managers, as a, as a large part of the buyer base, are reluctant or you know, possibly sometimes unable to, to buy secondary assets 
until some signs of stabilisation emerge. And so there's been something of a void in, in the marginal buyer base to address you know, some of the outflows and some of the pressures that obviously have been evident. You know, I think on this latter point that the drawdown in U.S. loan prices has been a little bit less than in Europe. And, you know, uh, there's an argument to suggest that a slightly more buyer, uh, balanced buyer base in the U.S. market is, is at least contributing to that um, marginal outperformance there. Lastly, it's clear price action has been rather punitive. What, if anything, should we infer from this in regard to the fundamentals of issuers in the loan market? Well, I think naturally, given the pace of decline in the end markets, that there will inevitably be a liquidity crunch experienced by a, a wide range of issuers. Perhaps a little bit ironically, one of the side effects of a lack of covenants, and it's something that we and, of course, the rest of the market have talked about for some time now, is, is that the lack of covenants does mean that there are fewer real-time triggers in place, which might help to determine you know, how a company conducts itself in, in these times of volatility and stress and liquidity uh, crunch. How this works in the longer term remains to be seen. You know, so does it give the company time to work through the situation or does it merely push back the inevitable? Certainly, it will likely delay the immediacy of defaults experienced uh, you know, than if the situation had happened, say, five or six years ago. Maybe interestingly, I think you know, what will bring covenants back to the fore and, and, and therefore possibly with it more defaults is, is when companies are forced to or, or actively choose to draw down on the revolving credit facilities to access liquidity. Those facilities typically do still have maintenance covenants. So in this situation where a company draws down, you know, companies having to balance the need to secure liquidity at this very uncertain time you know, versus the parameters against which they then have to run their business against triggered by drawing down on those facilities. You know, it's a very tricky balance to, to strike uh, at this point. I, I guess ultimately, of course, this doesn't change the fact that you know, companies will inevitably be stressed and stretched. And the increase in risk profile that we've seen in the markets in recent years will mean that defaults will be higher in the asset class than we might previously expected. And, and, and you know, most likely, therefore, recoveries when those defaults do happen will be lower. It's an estimate, but I think mid to high single digits for defaults seems like not an unreasonable assumption. Though you know, I would highlight that maybe the peak of, of the stress and the peak of those numbers is maybe a little further out than we might otherwise have expected. So as we said, you know, I think that the true extent of this uncertainty uh, is, is unclear. Fiscal support will clearly help, uh, but to what degree uh, remains to be seen. I think for us as, uh, as asset managers and as, and as credit analysts, it's about re-underwriting everything in the portfolio. It's about weeding out all those companies that we don't consider uh, or won't likely have a sustainable balance sheet over the medium term. Mark, thanks again for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This podcast is issued in the United Kingdom by Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, which is authorised and regulated by the UK Financial Conduct Authority, registered with the US Securities and Exchange Commission and the US Commodity Futures Trading Commission, and is a member of the National Futures Association. This podcast may also be issued in the United States by Blue Bay Asset Management LLC, which is registered with the SEC and the NFA. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Unless otherwise stated, all data has been sourced by Blue Bay. To the best of Blue Bay's knowledge and belief, this podcast is true and accurate at the date hereof. Blue Bay makes no express or implied warranties or representations with respect to the information contained in this podcast and hereby expressly disclaim all warranties of accuracy, 
completeness or fitness for a particular purpose. This podcast is intended for professional clients and eligible counterparties as defined by the FCA only and should not be relied upon by any other category of customer. Except where agreed explicitly in writing, Blue Bay does not provide investment or other advice and nothing in this podcast constitutes any advice nor should be interpreted as such. No Blue Bay fund will be offered except pursuant and subject to the offering memorandum and subscription materials. The offering materials. If there is an inconsistency between this podcast and the offering materials for the Blue Bay Fund, the provisions in the offering materials shall prevail. You should read the offering materials carefully before investing in any Blue Bay Fund. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product in any jurisdiction and is for information purposes only. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in any manner without the prior written permission of Blue Bay Asset Management, LLP. Copyright 2020, Blue Bay. The investment manager, advisor and global distributor of the Blue Bay Funds is a wholly owned subsidiary of Royal Bank of Canada and the Blue Bay Funds may be considered to be related and or connected issuers to Royal Bank of Canada and its other affiliates. Registered trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. RBC Global Asset Management is a trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, registered office, 77 Grosvenor Street, London, W1K3JR, partnership registered in England and Wales, number OC370085. The term partner refers to a member of the LLP or a Blue Bay employee with equivalent standing. Details of membership of the Blue Bay Group and further important terms which this message is subject to can be obtained at www.bluebay.com. All rights reserved.